Hello and welcome to Dies to Removal, episode we don't know because I'm not sure what order we're going to release these in. So it's 13, 14, 15, 16, or 17. Vince is out visiting me and staying with me for a few days, and my goal is to record four of these in person, but we may only do three. We'll see right now. Smash out five, who knows? I'm so jet-lagged. Vince is incredibly jet-lagged. I'm like, please, buy it. I need to go to bed. And he's like, no! He's a crack in the whip. That's exactly how my constantly asking you, are you okay to record this now? Are you okay? Do you want to just go to bed? That's exactly how that happened. Yes. So I was like, just come on, let's roll the cameras. Let's see how it goes. All What's right. the worst that could happen? Uh, it could An fail. Incomprehensible mess that we can't salvage. What's the worst that could happen? It could fail miserably. So, <laughs> and speaking of which, the topic for today's uh, video podcast is why formats fail, with some afterwards on why they succeed. Uh, why formats succeed, but I want to start with why formats fail. Uh, recently, I've been doing a lot of Oathbreaker deck techs. You haven't done any Oathbreaker deck no, yeah, techs. I've been, I've been tempted, and people have tweeted at me as well, like, are you doing Oathbreaker content? And if I'm completely honest, part of me was like, I like my content to be evergreen, so like people, right. people don't know what that means. It's so that people can go back and watch it in like a year's time, like modern and legacy videos, bans happen and stuff, but sure. Yeah. But like with Oathbreaker, I was just scared that if I did a video, the format would be dead within a month or two. And right. that's not because I didn't believe in the format, it's because we've had a history recently. Well, that's actually part of the reason that we want to uh, do this discussion is why do formats die? Can we apply that information to a format like Oathbreaker? And I also want to talk about, too, on a positive note, why formats live. There's some formats that are around that I think will be around for the entirety of Magic's... Can you give some examples of formats that have died? Formats that have died? Well, let's start with the big one. I'm going to start with Tiny Leaders. Okay. Um, and I again, have played Tiny Leaders. Yes, I have too. Uh, and I thought Tiny Leaders was very problematic. And I feel that I can properly articulate why Tiny Leaders died. I feel that I can articulate what was wrong with it. I think a lot of people saw the problem with the format from the moment it was released. What can you say concisely is the reason that Tiny Leaders failed? Because you said you, you had a point. As to yeah, why. well, I think that Tiny Leaders failed because of too restrictive of a card pool. Uh, it was designed, uh, it was an organic design, and by organic I mean it didn't come from corporate like Brawl, which we'll talk about in a moment, but uh, it was designed organically by a member of the community, and I think actually uh, uh, Brandon Tackleberry uh, was, I believe, his name. I'm not sure who yeah. it was. Uh, uh, he was really great at marketing it. And he gave it a, a, a very memorable name, and he was really good at pushing the marketing of it. And people are drawn to the idea of brewing so yeah, much, and yeah, this idea of possibility, the idea of a, a, a commander or general, be it planeswalker or a legendary, is always very appealing because that represents you. But the problem is, is that it was rather arbitrary, this selection mm -hmm, of just mm -hmm. three mana CMC. And without, and I, and I, I, again, I don't mean to disparage, you know, the, the creator of the format or the format itself, but I feel that it's very fair to say the format was far too restrictive Agreed. by that 3CMC yeah. uh, 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 requirement. And so what happened was, was this led to fewer possibilities. So this is number one that I'd say. Fewer possibilities of decks is number one problem for why a format fails. Well, it's counterintuitive. So, like, the reason I got into Tiny Leaders so much is that, uh, as I've gone about a lot on this podcast quite a bit, I like Legacy and Vintage and right. Cube and Modern and formats I get to play with my old cards that I really enjoy. And Tiny Leaders gave me the option. I had Wasteland and I had Crucible of Worlds and stuff right. like that to play with and all these sort of fun cards. But it was also counterintuitive because you had all this space of all these old cards, but then they were, like, arbit very arbitrarily 3CMC or less. Right. Which, in some ways, was cool. At first, I was like, oh, this is a cool restriction. And it breeds creativity initially... Right. 
But then the format became very much solved very quickly by spikes. And that's the other point I was going to say that ruined it a little bit, is that it was... Inc and I think Oathbreaker's got this issue, if we're going to come to Oathbreaker in a bit, that it's inconsistent as to what people want from it. Mm -hmm. So I went to an FNM where people thought it was, it was just going to be 1v1 commander, like soft commander. And I, I wastelanded someone out of the game, blew up all their lands, and they right. accused me of being too much of a spike. Right. And then I lost the next round to someone who blood mooned me. So there were people there playing on the same level as me, but there were people that weren't. And it's because people were coming out the format, some very, very competitive and some very, very casual. You're always going to have that issue, and I think that's a, a sure. larger debate in Magic maybe that we'll talk about sometime. But I think that there's a big difference between uh, 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 a... Uh, uh, too small of a card pool, but or I think too any few options. That grows from Commander has that issue. Yeah, because Commander feels like it's going to be a casual. Because Commander, I don't, I don't want to upset people watching at home. Like I play Commander very seriously, but Commander does provoke a more casual, relaxed attitude. That's why I think. Oath but I don't. I don't issue. think that's true at all. When Commander, it's it's like 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 Commander encourages in many ways people to come up with very degenerate decks. It does, it does. And then but, they, uh, they self-police, and then you take it down to 80%, you talk with your play group. Yeah, with multiplayer, sure. Sure. But as soon as you slap that down to 1v1, it becomes an Nothing arms race. Nothing gets a commander uh, Yeah, it gets some more. people arms Well, 1v1 race, is people. problematic yeah. then, too. And, and, and that's part of the thing. So I, I think that uh, uh, restrictions can breed creativity, but not enough cards to draw from within those restrictions means that you have too few decks. And the first thing that happened... Uh, really quickly with Tiny Leaders is that the format essentially got solved. There are all, Magic players will play to break a format. Magic players will play to solve a format. And you can't say, well, don't do that because that's it, 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 it's just what you do. You have to have a format that will have allowances for that human nature in players. Yeah. Player, and, and if a format can be broken so quickly and so easily, it's problematic. Uh, and so what we have is too small of a card pool, too few choices, so suddenly the few best decks become known, they bubble to the top, people, they don't even have to become known, you can't even blame net deckers, it just is that... <laughs> Well, you can't. I, I hate blaming net deckers, but also... It's that word. The word net deck makes me laugh. Right, right, right. But, like, people will find the best options. Sure, sure. And, and so people find the best options. Best options and are still, out there. And I'm, I'm going I'm to label that point as well. There's still that tension. Because there are people who will go, oh, it's, they'll say to their mates, come play Tiny Leaders, it's fine at FNM. Just like Commander, but everything's three or less. So they'll go, okay, they'll tune their Commander deck down, they'll find all the three CMC spells, I'll throw a few more ones in, right. sit down, die on turn three to a combo, I'll have the lands all blown up. And, it, and again, it's from that... It's from that uh, it being a child of Commander almost. Right. And I think, like I said, Oathbreaker reeks of that. I see people... We'll get to Oathbreaker in a second. I want to keep our format separate. So uh, that's why I think Tiny Leaders failed this. I think the format literally reached a point of being essentially solved. I think there was not enough to do with it that it was far too uh, few card choices for players with that CMC restriction. It was arbitrary. It wasn't something that was... Do you think perhaps was... it could come back when we have more cards then? No, because we already had all of the cards throughout Magic's history. Oh, yeah, we had a lot enough. of cards. So what's one more set going to do it? Like, oh, now we have I'm a talking five, ten years. I mean, anything is possible. I'm not going to say impossible. Put it here first. There you go. Anything is possible. The summer believe, of 2025, Tony Leaders is coming back. Believe in your dreams. But <laughs> along those lines, I, I think that 
tiny leaders actually in many ways is causing problems for other formats that come out because people were interested in new ways to play magic. There were a lot of adopters initially for tiny leaders and as a result of it, anytime a new format comes out and I think it's very unfair and yeah, I do like Oathbreaker. I think it's very unfair that Oathbreaker sounds so much because I already fell for tiny leaders and, not, and it's well, like, well, right. wait a minute, it's a different format. I didn't play ball at FNM because I just thought it was the next tiny leaders. Right, but there was another format that failed. What, between Tiny Leaders and Ball? Oh, oh, Frontier. Oh, of course. Oh, that was such a flash. Do you remember? Now, I Frontier do. was not an organic format like Tiny Leaders was. Why do I say that? Well, okay. So when you said it, I thought, yeah, Frontier yeah. was designed to sell staples that rotated out of standards. Bingo. It was or, so or, cynical. Or, or, is it, if you haven't heard it before, Rotatoes. 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 That's from Loading Ready Run. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a, I heard it, but it's potatoes or rubbish cards that rotate out of standard. You have no other use for them. Because CGO is not good enough for modern, apparently. Right. And therefore... Well, they, they claimed... Uh, I will give... Uh, it was largely put out by, uh, I believe, Harry Ruya. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, was largely putting out that the... That sounds about right, yeah. Uh, 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 pushing the format. Now, I will give them... And if it wasn't them in a different card shop, apologies. But it was in Japan. It was for. But if we're telling if we're telling the people at home that it was a cynical move to sell staples, the card shop who did make the format is like, no, don't mention us. I'm glad you mentioned Harry Ruya. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Harry Ruya. Yeah. Um, uh, but whatever it was, I, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. And this was the claim that they had, which is that the prices in Japan of, uh, 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 of singles in the modern uh, card pool were very expensive because the cards are much harder to come by. And that's saying something because we all know what modern prices are like. But they said that, look, it's even, it's really rough out here and modern events just aren't firing and we want to run tournaments. We want to run events. And we said, you know what? What if we determined when cards became plentiful for us, which we, we have, right, and you're already, and I'm saying I'm yeah, trying not yeah, to be exactly. cynical. Exactly, so my skeptical point there is like, I'm trying not if you're to be saying your fetch yeah. stands are expensive, and you're like, but they're now legal in another format we're going to play tournaments for, it's right. getting more and more expensive. So it's not helping modern players play Magic, is it? That was that was the corporate pitch to, uh, uh, to the players, was that they chose this new frontier based on plentiful cards, lower prices. Yeah, it is to sell those staples. I think, unfortunately, it really was based off of we have a, such a surplus of cards from this era that we just want to, and, and standard rotated out, and it was like, we just want to keep selling these old standard the thing cards. Is, Mantis Rider wasn't really playable in modern at that point, but now it's a staple. You just need to wait. Wait it out. Okay. See, you want to return to modern, you have to make your own new format to try and sell those cards. But do you think... Perhaps Frontier would have succeeded if it had started at a different point. Well, or perhaps of course, after... then that's a different format. No, sure, sure. Wow, well, yeah. Started at 7th edition. The point yeah. is, I guess what I'm trying to say is that Frontier was exciting. 8th <laughs> edition. It was exciting, right? Some of the decks you could play, like, I want to play, I want to play, get, um, com uh, not Combustible Gear Hulk, what's the blue one called? Uh, Torrential Gear Hulk. Right. And Dig Through Time in the same deck. I was like, that sounds like fun. But... The problem was, we came off the back of some standards that people didn't remember all too fondly. It was like Jeskai Black and Siege right. Runners all over the shop and stuff. So Frontier as a exercise could have been quite a lot of fun if it came after a standard period that was enjoyable. However, we then had multiple standards that no one liked that had to have bans to improve. Right. And we've only just Frontier was dead by the time we got to Kaladesh, <laughs> I think. Exactly, and then Kaladesh was a problem in all of itself a standard. Sure. I mean, but we have the same problem. Now, notice we have the same problem I pointed out for, for, for uh, Tiny Leaders, which is uh, uh, too small a card pool. Yeah. Uh, Frontier, they, they, they had uh, not enough cards to brew from. And so, eventually, so essentially what we had is what you described, which is we had better 
degenerate standard decks. So yeah. we had the worst, like Jeskai Black, and, and just, the, um, it just, it turned yeah, into Frontier deck. decks were largely five color good stuff. Mm -hmm. And they chose to include fetch lands, which have two problems. One is they are expensive, and so this whole we're getting around if the expense. Only they get reprinted more from mine. Uh, yeah, or as if many people said, if only they had chosen to start after fetch lands. <laughs> of, of course, but I was also trying to. Uh, right. I'm just memeing, right? Like surely wizards. No, could I know. Just, put just reprint more, them well. That's I mean, a whole, that's a whole other a thing. Video, a whole right? other thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. So I, I, I do want, we're trying to understand why formats fail, and I'm, I'm highlighting that again, we have the issue of it's too small of a card pool. Uh, uh, and then I'm also going to say that fetch lands in particular were problematic. They made mana bases so good, so good that you could run five color frontier decks Fetch lands should not be in any newly conceived format. But do you think like they that? jumped the gun? Is the term I was going for? That do you think they perhaps should have tried Frontier a set forward, but obviously a bit later once we had more sets in front of it? They did because no testing. You need to do testing. They sure. did not do. They were like, "This is where standard, our no standard surplus. wasn't testing. Standard was testing. It for standard us. wasn't tested to then keep going without <laughs> rotation." But they were like, this is where our surplus of cards is. So there's no testing. It's inorganic. It's the corporation is just saying, like like in this case, it wasn't Wizards Corporation, but it was a corporation. We want to sell these cards. We're going to say, well, why don't you play this format? Uh, they weren't thinking about things like fetch lands or, or that just the worst standard decks that needed to go are going to now be sticking around. The, the and starting point was just, rather arbitrary too, wasn't yeah. it? It was literally probably because of the abundance of Siege Rhinos and right. Binders in the shops. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it wasn't even like... It wasn't even the border, right? Because I, I remember at the time I was kind of frustrated that I didn't go back to the... Because obviously modern, if you, people at home don't notice, started with the new modern border. Right. Eighth edition, they changed the border and that's when modern starts. So you'd think that Frontier or Postmodern or whatever the next modern, uh, non-rotating eternal format is would start with the border that was the hologram change in M... Think, uh, wasn't that... Actually, that was Origins was the first Origins, one. There Origins, there you go. So you think that would make sense to start there, right? Origins would make a lot of they sense. They just skipped and like that was, to and went Right, bronze. right. So, and and so that uh, that is so problematic. So Frontier failed. People were already like, you know, it's very hard to get past that cynicism of they're just trying to sell cards uh, as well. I think that I tried, I did one deck tech with Frontier. Uh, uh, it was I very reluctant. I think I reluctant. put cards in a box. I think I got a boost, uh, a deck yeah. box. I put like gear hulks and dig for something there. So I started to build and I was like, nah, it's not going to catch. And, and I, did a, I did a video being critical of Frontier as well. What did I you did deck a, tech? What deck did you deck tech? Uh, it was, I think, like uh, uh, a um, Mardu, Mardu aggro. What's we'll that spike after this episode? No, it's not. No, no <laughs> it's not because no one's going to play it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. I no know. one's. No one's. But people playing might go it. back and watch it have more of curiosity, like, right. a, like an artifact of a bygone age or a dead civilization. You know, yeah. it still has some And sort of, and so that there there therein goes frontier. It's funny that I forgot about frontier. It's funny that my mind just goes tiny leaders being the first of the. Failed formats. Although there are older failed formats. Tiny right? Leaders is also easy to remember because it has such an absurd, ridiculous name. I love that name. I hate that name. I think it's. Why do you hate that name? It's inf I think it's infantile. That's probably why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just it's it's. But don't forget there's other sets. I don't like Frontier either as a name. I think that's a terrible name. And I'll tell you another name I don't like. Po uh, Standard Plus. That's awful. But that, that, that's the name of the format that's coming to Arena within a matter of months. They it, haven't called it officially Standard Plus, no, right? No. That's the working title. It's the only thing they've referred to it as officially as uh, is Standard Plus. And so this is the format coming to Arena. The question is, are they going to include all the formats that have already been programmed into Arena going all the way back to Kaladesh? Or are they going to say Kaladesh is filled with broken cards and I think there's an interesting parallel to Frontier here. 
uh, uh, because they should have said in Frontier, no, 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 we're starting after Fetchlands. And so should there's, they say for Standard no, Plus, argument for no, modern. no, no, let's start after Kaladesh. There's a similar argument for Modern, though. People, some, some people believe that 8th edition should be in Modern. So yeah. they, all, they all seem to start one set too early. And obviously Mirrodin being one of those broken sets of all time, that's the beginning of Modern as well. After or, or, or go back a few more sets, or they should have gone back a few, a few no, earlier no, sets and include more degenerate cards. That's another thing. We're now getting Modern cards printed in. Yeah, they keep they keep uh, going back maybe too far with these sets and stuff. But okay, so I don't think Kaladesh's cards are too powerful in a vacuum, but I guess, again, that's probably not holding it. Right. So now we have another format, and this is one I think I'm going to draw the most heat for saying, but I'm going to say it, Brawl. I, I, think, I think Brawl is a failed format. I, if it's not a failed format, it's a failing format. And so anyone who's watching this that's a, a Brawl fanatic... If please you're comment below and tell us if... Because if, I sure. don't think Please Brian comment is, below and say what a jackass no, I am. No, no, I don't think Brian's stoking as much fire as he believes he is. I think people know this is dead, right? I think it's fair to say that Brawl is experiencing problems to the level of it's a dying format. It might be able to be saved, but it isn't succeeding as much as Wizards of the Coast would have liked. If you are a fan of Brawl, I think you might say it's not succeeding as much as you would like. I'd say Brawl is at the very least on the way out and that many would argue Brawl is, is flat out dead. You looked on the Brawl forums. So yeah, so a couple of points and you were like thinking Brawl isn't quite dead yet. Like, so don't forget, there's a video on my channel me and Brian played some Commander last week and we just happened to pop into the Brawl room as we were loading up and there was one, one person, person waiting for a Brawl game. Brawl open play. Oh, that poor one. Look at that. Look at that one please, person. Please, 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 please show that. Oh my God. I Would you do so me a favor bad. and just grab a clip of that to send to me so I can tweet that out? Yeah. There's one person in Brawl open play. Oh my goodness. I'm going to snip it now. And the thing is, like, that oh, poor that, person. People joke. Uh, comment Post your name in the description <laughs> below so that another you. person who wants to play Brawl yeah. can message this you. This comment section can be your forum to find other Brawl players. Please, anyone, Brawl! But brawl. Is, there's no way to play it. Like, Arena doesn't have it programmed on it, and right. no one's playing on Modo either. And Question. Question. Could, if tomorrow Wizards announced Brawl is being added as 1v1 to Arena, now, not multiplayer, they don't, as 1v1 to Arena, would that save Brawl? I think it would help it. <laughs> yeah, it would help it, but I think, but I think people it like problematic people because like it was singleton. for multiplayer. No, people like singleton so much that I yeah. think brawl would succeed. Yeah, because this is the thing: wizards keep like not giving people singleton for long enough. People are like, oh, we love singleton, they take it away again. But then we have that one v one problem you talked about with tiny leaders. Yes, but then again, on a, actually, no, you would get that on arena because if you if you surf any Facebook arena groups, people just fundamentally don't understand magic on arena. Like some people are like. You're so lame for playing Teferi, and other people are like, well, right. they've never played Teferi because it exists. But yeah, I, th I, I don't know if the power level spike matters so much online because you've got ladders and stuff. Well, would there be a ladder? Sure. What's the first reason Brawl failed? Too small of a card pool. Once again, right again, we're going into it was too small of a card pool, and that immediately caused uh, the Brawl decks to become just insufferably unbeatable. Yeah, so if people don't know, Burrell was banned in 1v1 Commander right. online. So 1v1 Commander had a spike of popularity online when they allowed it, and then they were too cautious to ban anything. So Burrell took over, and Burrell was winning like every league and everything. Every video of anyone playing LSV was playing Burrell. Everyone was playing Burrell. And then by the time they got under banning, no one wanted to play 1v1 Commander anymore because right. people were sick of it. And so, so again, then, and then Brawl, it's, it, there you go. And, 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 and Brawl 
in Brawl, Brawl in Brawl was just unstoppable. Brawl was and a so mistake for Magic Card, in my yeah, opinion. I, I mean, I agree with that too, but that's another discussion. But uh, 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 you have such a small card pool that the format gets solved. There are not a, there are not enough variety of decks that can be built. The other problem is no one wanted it. No one wanted it. Right? Like people love Commander. Right? People inorganic. Love... Inorganic. Yeah. So the reason that Wizards. So let's talk a bit about like Wizard narrative for a moment. Right? Wizards wanted this to be made so they could sell more standard cards. Because Brawl was a rotating format. Brawl was Commander, except you don't keep your personalized deck in your Hedron deck box on your shelf and play with it when your friends come around or go to go to your local store to play. It's a format where your deck rotates out and you have to get rid of it and buy new cards. And a lot of those good cards are good standard cards. The decks aren't even that cheap. No one wanted that, but Wizards did want that. You're telling me that we have a connection to the failed Frontier format as well? That we're not, we are not only drawing a parallel and a connection to Tiny Leaders and why Tiny Leaders failed and why Brawl failed, but also that this was just made by a company to sell more cards that people otherwise didn't want, just like Frontier, and that that is problematic for the success of a format? My shocked face. It's almost like that's exactly what I'm saying. That's yes. exactly <laughs> it. Right. And so there you go. And so the, the very first thing that happens is they say, Brawl, it's standard legal and it rotates because we want more interest in standard cards. We want more sales of standard packs and people playing with these cards. They even said at times, the fun thing about Brawl is that there's cards that maybe aren't working in standard that you want to play with. So then you can play with them in Brawl. And so it's called, hey, we've got these cards that nobody wants. Maybe we'll make this format for these cards that and nobody even wants. Even though that's a little bit disingenuous because we all know that people want their Jaces and their the Jars right, and right, the, right. the playable Mythics that cost money you already well, but And then the other thing that Magic players want is to win and that's why we end up with them solving the format so quickly. Uh, the fact that it rotates was a huge... It, it, it's, it's standard... That's it's it's tough. It's tough to have to make a new deck every year to make a new two t two formats where you have to make a new deck every year. In some ways, I don't know if you want to segue here, but that is a good segue because that's why some formats succeed. Yes, it's because you can you can buy into an expensive deck, or you can buy into not even just not even cost. You can buy into an archetype or a style of play that you enjoy so much in other formats that you don't have to constantly update your card pool or your deck may obviously decks need to be changed in right. commander and modern and, and, and legacy but you still have fundamentally the same cards outside of extreme battings like we saw in pauper recently that's <laughs> the talk about those, bad were, good. those were good though yeah blue I'm, monday I blue them. monday blue monday <laughs> Blue Monday and Pauper. But yeah, you can at you can least buy at least then if the, the bannings only cost people like ten bucks. You yeah, know? yeah, like, exactly. At least exactly. then it's like ah my deck I like like I would rather have my mono blue delver deck see some cards banned from it in Pauper. But, however, however, and I can I've still got, play I've got mono blue delver. It's not necessarily about I keep saying money myself, but it's not just money, it's time and effort, right? And this is something we should talk about with the dying formats, is that not only do you spend like your ten to fifty bucks building your deck or whatever, right. you spend time uh, curating a list, testing it a little bit with friends, sleeving it up, and then you go to one F and M, and that's it. You're one and done. That's what happened by Tiny Leaders deck. Yeah. And and then it wasn't even I, most of the cards I already owned, but it's a frustration that I put all this effort in, and I can't even play it anymore. And it could be played online either, because this is the problem. Uh, Wizards aren't very keen to adopt these formats on the on the online platforms, whether it be Arena or Modo, except for the one format that they wanted to shift cards in, but then they didn't adopt it on the new platform for some reason. I. Baffles me. Baffles yeah. me why Brawl wasn't on Arena. Baffles because I, I've told you the answer. I've told viewers the answer. No one believes me, and I feel like you still are not... You think I'm just making this up. You... Arena does not have multiplayer capability. Oh, no, of course not. Of course not. That's still, why. Still, they could have done one Brawl. There's no reason they couldn't. Well, it, maybe they tested it, and it was much easy, more easily solved. 
maybe maybe one v one. It just leads to a, a, a top deck far to, too quickly. To me, my my theory for why one v one brawl never happened on arena is because it was just an oversight. I generally think it's the, yeah. the silo discussion of like when in doubt for why Watsy <laughs> does or doesn't do something. Turn to yeah, incompetence, just but, general. But to go back to the point, it, it sucks that this new a new format will walk up and you put your effort in, they'll die off, and that's why some people like myself are so apprehensive about Oathbreaker. I think Oathbreaker yeah. might stick around for for a bit longer. To be fair to it, I think it's unfair to say immediately because Oathbreaker is not tiny leaders in that it has a completely different set of, of rules and guidelines and, and requirements. And so to just say, hey, we already did tiny leaders, and it's like this isn't tiny leaders. I think that's unfair. I do think it's fair to say, hey. I bought into Tiny Leaders right away, and it, then it died out, and I ended up having, you know, like a deck that I built, curated, and in many cases paid some money for, uh, and, and then it, it's just this dead deck, and so that's going to make me reticent to buy into, to get on the Oathbreaker bandwagon, and that's fine. Now, I would also say that Oathbreaker is really fun, that there's a lot of really cheap decks you can just throw one I, together. I, I think the with. issues that Oathbreaker has that it shares with Tiny Leaders are the issues that are fundamental, as you said, exist throughout a lot of Magic sets. So, so, so you're going to go to FNM and someone's going to play Narset, Time Spiral, you, and you're like, well, that's a bit more competitive than I was expected. But that's, that's inherent those to even modern. Those problems exist yes, exactly, in modern exactly. and commander. So, so those so issues aren't much of a problem. Let's it's look at the criteria that we already developed about why formats fail in a apply it to Oathbreaker. Uh, why formats fail? Number one, limited card pool. Oathbreaker does not have that. It has access to all cards with a, ba a, a robust band Very list. quick tangent. I do not believe that partner commander, a partner commander planeswalker should be a thing with two spells. That's... Yeah. So apparently according to the rules of Oathbreaker... I, I agree. Ke I think that's yeah, too Ken much. Ken Rowan, 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 get a spell each. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not on that committee, but that sounds absurdly busted. But anyway, yeah. that's just a tangent that's, I want to... That's... I, I... <laughs> I, I, I feel like we're never going to do an episode on this. I feel like that's my place to put my point in. I think yeah, that is just disgusting. I, I agree with that. I, I am glad, though, they are... The, the people in charge of Oathbreaker are curating a very aggressive ban list. They recently updated it. They are very open it's to... It's really hard to get banned on it. Uh, uh, I, I believe they updated oh, the ban okay. list uh, about a month ago. Um, now, also, Oathbreaker's been around for a couple of years. It has been played in a very small region, but so have formats like Canadian Highlander. I was, about, I was literally about to say Canadian Highlander, and even Commander originally was like a judges format. That right. Sort of events. And I think that the player-driven initiative of formats like Oathbreaker, Canadian Highlander, or uh, uh, Commander in its early days is the judges format, that this is actually where they curated and they say this isn't working. They'd be so much quicker than wizards to realize you know what the double spell rule doesn't work and uh, let's let we're, we're gonna we're updating it that they're doesn't not backed work by corporate greed or need to sell cards either right they're, back they're by backed by they want the format love, to succeed yes exactly exactly uh it's been around a couple of years they have fairly large i mean fairly large they have a non-zero amount of of players showing up to tournaments it's been spreading play groups have been happening people are not like in tiny leaders Right away, when it took fire, people were reporting problems. In Frontier, can you right imagine, away, Can you not remember the fire. famous story of Brawl, where one guy rocked up and took first place at the Brawl Championship? At yes, GTD. yes, yes. The only person to show up to the event. Right. So yeah, at least Oathbreaker's not having those issues. So, right? so Oathbreaker isn't having that. Is Oathbreaker like, uh, going to stick around forever? No, but I, th I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. Is what I mean, yeah. not no, but, but... But I think it's got the hallmarks, what you said of old. So that, another thing I think uh, I touched upon earlier is that when you play your modern, your legacy, your non-rotating formats, even Commander, right. you 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 grow attached to an archetype or a style or a character or, or a theme, and you can do that with Earthbreaker. And Tony Leaders kind of had that, yeah. but like Brawl doesn't, for example. I mean, the even Frontier if... 100 doesn't. The nice thing about 
Brawl 2 is that I do feel that while the, the double signature spell for partner commanders I do feel is a mistake, uh, I think that the signature spell actually ends up creating really interesting deck building possibilities. I know there's a big uh, group of people that want Planeswalkers all made legal as commanders, and I'm actually against that. Uh, uh, but I feel that the that if it were to happen, that a lot of these Planeswalker decks wouldn't happen in Commander. For example, I recently did a uh, Arlen Cord Oathbreaker deck tech. I love my Arlen Cord Oathbreaker deck, and it's using Moon Mist as the signature spell to make the Werewolf Tribal really happen. But without Moon Mist, she'd suck in Commander. Right, and without Moon Mist, she wouldn't be a. Uh, it would be a very like it would be like this this very watered down Commander also, you deck. Are so weirdly, I'm one of the people who believes that, we're not going to go too much of this, but I think commanders yeah. uh, should be planeswalkers. However, if Oathbreaker lifts off, I no longer want that. Right. Because it gives us a unique way to play magic. And I love unique ways to play magic. Right. And that's A, what the signature spell does, mm -hmm. and B, having planeswalkers as commanders does. So I no longer feel this need to want to have that. Right. So, yeah, I, I think... Okay. It, so we've talked about why formats fail, and we do see that a lot of the criteria for why Tiny Leaders, Frontier, and Brawl failed is not fully applicable yet to Oathbreaker, you did bring up some good warning signs. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's fair. Again, I mean, I know I did a big video on Oathbreaker, and I am a big supporter of the format, but I'm not going to stand up here and be like, my friends, I promise you, Oathbreaker is here to stay. You know, like, listen, we don't know what's going to happen, just as we don't know that that putting Brawl 1v1 on, on Arena tomorrow might not make it the best new format that there is. I want to talk about why formats succeed and see if we can apply that to Oathbreaker and see if that it has that criteria or not. I don't even know what we're going to say. Let's start with your one of your favorites, Legacy. Yeah. Legacy is a weird format. I don't understand why people still play it. It's expensive. The reserve list is prohibitive on it. Uh, it it's hard to find. It doesn't have a very huge population of players. So at certain places, it can be very hard to find in-paper playgroups. And yet, and yet, it's a format people love, it's a format people are devoted to, and it's a format that I believe, if we removed all price restriction tomorrow, would be one of the most popular and sought-out formats there is. I would hate so to if so magically say, tomorrow, I think it would be the yeah. premier most popular format. So right now, tomorrow, there is no more price restriction on getting cards and sitting down to play Magic magically. No one's going to say, hot damn, I'm going to make my Brawl deck. Hot damn, I'm going to make my Standard deck. They're not even going to say, hot damn, I'm going to make that modern deck necessarily. They're going to say, hot damn, I'm going to make that legacy deck. Yeah. Possibly vintage. We'll talk about vintage in a moment. Why? I want you as the legacy ambassador uh, among <laughs> us to tell me why is it that, that we would all run to legacy probably. Legacy has the most... I've said this, we did a whole, we did a whole episode what, on yeah. this. Whole we did. No one this. liked it. No one watched yeah. it. Go watch it. It has zero views. It has three views. And one of them's my mom. And some of the people and that she's did telling watch, me, get real, Legacy's dead. And some of the people dead. that did watch it and comment, then commented saying stuff that we just like debunked in the video anyway, about how the format's just a turn two kill format. Right. Once the If the price of admission was destroyed and removed, and we weren't stuck with a reserve list, people could build Legacy decks and realize that actually right. turn two combos and turn one and turn zero combos are not the norm. Legacy is the most interactive of all Magic formats, hands down, full stop. Interactive, more okay. so than more so than even standard, because in standard you can just like die to haymakers or you. So, right. 
So in Legacy, the, the, the interaction is at an all-time high with Force of Wills and Cabal Therapies and Thought Seasons, all the most premium, powerful removal spells ever printed alongside every possible threatened creature, right? Mm -hmm. Barring the, the, the Paranoia and stuff like that. So because of that, you have a lot of back and forth. In, in, in Legacy, you get games where like, the game is just happening. It sounds it's boring to watch in some ways for coverage, but the games are happening in hands. It's all about information, how people are pondering and brainstorming, what, what permission they might have, when can I go off with this combo, are they going to stop me? Legacy is super interactive. More more so than people really give it credit for. That's why I believe it's much fun because you have these back and forth games where at the end of it, you're like, I feel like every choice I made in that game mattered. And it's essentially the largest card pool next to Vintage. Yeah. I mean, Legacy has, I believe, I mean, Le I, I suppose Legacy's card pool is essentially on par with Commander. Uh, not yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Vintage is the largest card pool uh, uh, of options. Legacy and Commander are. Because Legacy I'd has all the Commander conspiracy yeah, battle bond cards as well. Yeah. So and, Legacy and Commander and are essentially is, like, tied for second place. When you compare place. it to modern, in modern sometimes, and I don't get me I love modern, but the comparison there to try and understand and like clarify my point is that in modern, sometimes the choices you make do not matter. Because modern is a fair... I, I love modern. I love modern. But a very fair criticism of modern is that it is oftentimes a solitaire format. Exactly. And we're going to talk... There'll be an episode maybe before last week or next week where we'll be talking about this. <laughs> Depending yeah, like, on how we put them up, we'll have an episode <laughs> talking about point. modern. In modern, sometimes decisions do not matter. Right. You can mulligan, you can play your first land, you can play your... And then you're just dead. And that's... Just a bad matchup. And, you're not going to beat Affinity, period. And that period. can happen in Legacy but it's much rarer and your interaction right. and your choices matter. So that's why I think it makes the best purist. And there we go into this magic. idea, choice. And I also want to emphasize too, that there is a natural and intrinsic appeal to being able to have your cards last. Having not just cards not rotate, but cards from as far back as you can go. It gives you something to pursue and acquire, so I think that maybe the only thing that would possibly lose the shine of Legacy is that if suddenly I had access to all Legacy cards and everyone else did, there's that kind of specialness maybe goes away. Yeah, that, but but I want that. my cards to last. Yeah, I want my cards to last. I want to keep them. I want to keep using them. I want to get creative with them. But even outside of cost, if you've spent like years learning how a deck functions, the ins and outs of it, like like people who play Miracles and Legacy, or like I'm gonna say it, Death and Taxes, like the intricacies of how Flicker Wisp works at instant speed right. allows you to do so many weird interactions. We take people off lands and and like take creatures out so they can't get removed from wraths and things. You learn all that stuff. It's it's great to be able to then go back and go. I've, I've invested not only money but time into learning how these cards work, mm -hmm. and I can sit down and play with some of my favorite Magic cards of all time. Standard never has that. I've played standards where you learn your deck and like I'm loving this deck. And, that's fine. and then the day I've got a video on my channel from years ago where yeah. I in black and white I put my Sphinx of Revelations into a folder and close it and put it in the cupboard. I love Sphinx of Revelations. Oh, do you have a YouTube channel? I do have a YouTube channel. I haven't oh. mentioned it. Up in the, wow, this is might be the longest. This is longest the longest. No, we had one where we made it to the oh, end. Oh no, no, no! I mentioned Ideation Chill earlier. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah, yeah. Wow, but I made a video channel. where I was sad to put a standard deck away, and that doesn't happen with modern and legacy, but it's all commander, right? And I think that is, like you said, a, a definite defining feature of a successful. Format. Now you said to me, I, uh, you said to me that legacy might not be the most fun one to watch, but I'm going to bring up a counterpoint to that about vintage. One of the most popular programs right now is the Vintage Super League, and it has been popular for quite some time. Viewership is really healthy on that. Popularity and obsession with how that's going. Uh, also, I'd say is very healthy 
uh, uh, people love to watch vintage. Why is vintage even still around? Um, Why is vintage the format of Moxes and Power Nine and such? I think it's a testament such? to the production value that Randy Bueller puts into that for a start. Sure. So, like, shout out to Randy for that. But and I, shout out to Athena slash Atlantis, who is 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 the power behind, but, yeah, behind that the production. Should, yes. Yeah, but uh, uh, she does an amazing. They both <laughs> but, uh, amazing team all exactly, around. Exactly. Exactly. Randy and Athena. Randy and Athena. So great stuff. So those testaments that. But also, I think there's like a morbid curiosity of vintage. Like yeah. you want to see people get like killed on turn one with moxins and battles <laughs> and things I like vintage and I play a little bit here and there I normally play a stacks deck cause, right. as you'll probably hate but um, I think vintage in my opinion is like legacy but sometimes they draw black lotus and you don't right so that's my issue with like, vintage that sometimes yeah. is a bit swing of that I, I think but vintage that, is that really makes, entertaining that makes for exciting viewing it does if, even uh, if it's uh, feel bad playing it makes for exciting they've viewing. got a good group of pe people playing it you got very charismatic they, they, they pick very charismatic pros and don't forget if, there's a, if there are vintage events at GPs I've seen this before or, yeah. or old school people will walk past see some Lotus or Moxon or Power they 9 go, and you will stop and you will yeah. watch and that's just part of the appeal of how and Legacy gets that a little bit but it's not like vintage because people are playing with such crazy amounts of not only monetary world world value but also just powerful artifacts that you don't get to touch very often yeah so um what about commander then why is commander possibly the most the, the best magic format there is today i think it's got elements that we've not talked about at all so far in right terms of what like, are those elements it's a social aspect yeah. Like, I don't go... It's not true. I go to Legacy events to see friends that also play Legacy and chat to them, but when we sit down for a game of Magic, I'm not there to chat to them. I'm there to kill them, right? Right. But in, in Commander, I don't always sit down to... Well, not always. I'm a bit of a spike. But I don't always sit down to try and kill my teammates or my, my table mates, right? Sometimes yeah. you're just having a bit of a laugh. And you'll make king-making plays and you'll muck about. And I, I have fantastic... Even before I had a YouTube channel and, and became, you know, like, known, uh, I had fantastic social... Do you have social. a YouTube channel? I do have a YouTube channel. You should check Jordan. it out. Uh, uh, I had fantastic socialization at Legacy events because Legacy players, at least at the shops I, I went into with my Merfolk deck and Mono Red Burn Legacy deck, <laughs> they were thrilled. They welcomed me. They were so happy. They were happy an event fired. They were, oh, well, it's a Legacy player. Where were you last week? We had only seven. Come, friend, sit. Oh, you've got Merfolk. That's adorable. I'm playing combo elves and go off turn three, you know. But, yeah, like, but yeah. and people, like legacy players will lend out stuff as well. So legacy you know, players are very so, generous. So there, legacy so players lend stuff aspect, out. Yeah. But I think yeah, it's not I the same see what you're commander. saying. Commander has more of it. Like, like surely when you sit down to play commando, it's so, it's just so different. And that's that's part of it as well. Like I guess you, uh, I play a lot of Magic online and uh, like a little bit of arena and stuff. And then when I sit down to play paper. EDH. It's a completely right. different experience. It's completely different. It's a different type of bragging rights, too. In Legacy, the bragging rights is a little bit like, I've got this expensive card, maybe. But in Commander, the bragging rights is, I'm playing style. I'm playing, oh, like you sit down and you go, this is my bragging rights. I'm on slivers. I'm on stacks. I'm on... No one playing slivers deserves to brag, let's be honest. Yes, but well, that's what I mean. <laughs> That's that, that kind of like, we're all kind of comparing our decks and think, we're laughing I'm gonna, about I'm gonna, it. I'm, gonna, I'm not, not saying you meant it in this way, but I'm going to say, I don't, think, I don't think legacy players do brag about the cost of their decks very often. Not, not the cost, but there's covet. There's a covet. A covet yeah, there to your cards. there is some prestige. There is some prestige, yeah. yeah legacy, sure. uh, are you more likely to see a, uh, 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 I don't know, what's one of those expensive, uh, a guru land. Are you more likely to see a guru island in modern or legacy? Legacy, yeah. Right. Okay, and, that, and that's, it's not that people, I know very well off people who play modern, but there's something about legacy where it's, 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 it's not about bragging about the money, but there's the covet of the ultimate bling. The yeah. covet of the ultimate Look, I think, bling. I think, I think Commander has that as well. Yeah. I think you're right. People don't do that well, that's as right. much. I, I just cracked my Urza and I'm, I'm thinking I wish it was foil. Exactly. I've seen, 
I know I'm doing it at the moment. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm, I just punched my microphone. Sorry for the noise at the end. I'll probably cut out anyway. Um, I'm doing that with my EDH deck at the moment. I'm trying to make all the cards unique and edit, uh, like alternate arts or actually altered by artists. So I'm going for that right now with my commander deck. I think people right. do that. People's commander decks are more personalized than most decks, I think. Mm. So I think people, not necessarily guru lands, right. but people pimp out their decks with oh, all yeah, sorts of ludicrous yeah, yeah. foils and stuff. So, And I think that's what it is. You can have a passion project in Commander without fears of bans or rotation ruining it. And also, your friends are more likely to... I don't know, there's a social project. I used to buy German cards for my friend's Siege Gang Commander deck because I knew he wanted to do an all-German Siege Gang Commander deck. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see people do that for like modern and legacy as much, right? Commanders are... Commander's a weird beast. Yeah, and I, I think I've said this before, uh, Commander may not be my number one favorite format, it's certainly up there, but I would say that in, a, in an almost, it, you can't be objective, but in a kind of objective sense, Commander might be the best magic format in terms of stability, in terms of its ability to endure, in terms of, of I could see Legacy failing before Commander. Sure. I could see long enough time modern, modern as well. failing. I could see modern failing before legacy. <laughs> I could see modern. Check out the next episode of Dice Check Dream out the Mobile. next or the previous, possibly. <laughs> Who knows? Or the previous, possibly. But, no, I agree with you, and I think that's because EDH is kind of Commander is kind of the closest to being kitchen table magic that you in play some when ways. You're yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, looking at those qualities at Oathbreaker, it doesn't have all of them. It has some of them. It has the socialization. It has the personalization. Uh, but I don't think that it necessarily has the rest that we discussed, but it's there. It's up there. It certainly has it more. I guess what, I don't want to start like putting a dampen. I'm doing more Oathbreaker texts. I, I think text. some of the reason that Oathbreaker doesn't have some of those things right now is because it's living in the shadow or for the right. sins of Tiny Leaders. And that's why I, that's what I think is unfair. Don't compare it to Tiny Leaders. Compare it to Commander. I guess it comes down to this. So I actually asked, I forget if it was Mark Rosewater or Gavin. I think it was Gavin. Uh, uh, at a GP, not when he was here, but I just said to, to him about Brawl, one of the two of them, about Brawl, I said, listen, let me ask you this, just why'd you have to make it rotate? Why'd you have to make it rotate? I said, if it didn't rotate... <laughs> and he can't say the real reason. <laughs> no, he said the real reason. I don't care. I, I don't feel like this is a breach of confidence. He, uh, he said uh, something to the effect of, uh, because then why wouldn't you just play Commander? And, okay. And, yeah. and, and, and oh, no. well, we'll all have that exclusivity of being able to play Planeswalkers Commanders, which is where sure. this whole massive discussion around whether EDH should have that. But I feel that that's, I feel that they make a valid point with that. So I'll, I'll be the first then to bring up my pet format of, of, of Oathbreaker, I guess, and say, you know, so why wouldn't you just play Commander? The big reason is the Planeswalker. It's also the signature spell. I also really like 60 card. 20 life. Uh, 20 life, uh, yet still multiplayer. Yeah, 20 life Every makes so many strategies that aren't even remotely valid right. in Commander Valor right. as well. Uh, everybody who is saying, everybody who is saying things like, uh, oh, well, I'm just going to do Narset Windfall. Well, good luck resolving and, and, and staying in the game. As soon as we see Narset Windfall, uh, uh, we're coming for you. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Marshall. You know, like like uh, uh, it's going to turn into a shootout. I've got, and so I've... so I, I think it, it has that advantage. At the end of the day, though, I do think it's fair to say, why aren't we just playing Commander right, so on that, for a on, lot of on, things? On that sort of point, so here's a question. So we're, we're lucky because we've got a position where we get to play and talk about a lot of magic for right. our jobs, right? Right. But at what point is too many formats too many formats? 
Because That's a very good point. So, like, you build your commander deck, and I, my commander deck is relatively freshly rebuilt, and I'm excited to play it all the time right now, okay? Right. And then someone's like, oh, do you want to play this format? I'm like, well, I kind of still haven't played enough commander yet. And then if, you're, and then if your day job isn't playing magic like mine is, luckily enough, I'm like, well, I still want to play on my legacy deck that I haven't played with in a while, or my modern deck that I haven't played with in a while. Right. At that point, like, you run out of time and space and energy to invest in or understand or even just play other formats. You, if you removed the reserve list tomorrow and printed a paper vintage masters, mm -hmm. uh, I would, I'm the biggest modern fan and supporter. I would probably tomorrow say I'm 100% done with modern and I'm only playing legacy it'd now. Be, it'd be legacy, vintage, and Canadian Highlander sort of style things all over the shop. Everyone yeah. would pick up the cards for them. But I, I, I feel like Canadian Highlander, like, like I guess they could get that. I, I, this is what I want. But I think Canlander and other things like that, and Australian Highlander and all those sort of versions of Highlander right. Are, in my opinion, slightly better ways to play vintage because you've got some restrictions on where you put your points. It's not yeah. everyone. So otherwise, everyone's just got black lotuses, and then it's it's the luck of the draw sort of thing. Uh, if you said to me, "Hey, hey, 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 Brian, I've got uh, two vintage decks and two Canadian Highlander decks here. Let's get a game with your choice afterwards." I'd say, get, "Let's do the Canadian and you know, yeah. let's do the Canadian yeah, Highlander than vintage." Uh, any day. Do you think if the reserve list went? That'd actually be a very it make Wizards struggle to sell if they started printing reserveless cards, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone starts playing all these Highlander formats and vintage and more legacy. Do you think then Wizards would struggle to sell standard boosters? Well, knowing Wizards, they'd probably charge thirty nine ninety nine for each <laughs> booster pack of Vintage Masters, and they'd water it down with more. Well, we needed to make the draft environment better cards, so uh, and also uh, Rupert Equity, right? So one of the Power Nine every one year. Like, yeah, right. Nine it'll, it'll, years. Oh my <laughs> God! Do you do, did Vintage Masters had all all the the Power Nine online? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I bet you if they did it, they'd have like two. Yeah, they'd both be they and they'd be introducing with Vintage. Master's Paper, a brand new rarity, Ultra Mythic. I've never thought of it this way. I feel like I've just we just stumbled onto like a Pandora's box that makes me feel a bit ill. Yeah. That maybe that is one of the other reasons that Wizards will never get rid of the reserve list because they need know. to sell standard. Uh, but we are, this is tinfoil hat territory yes. here. So here, here's here's my my out. dream. If you gave me the magic paintbrush, this is what I'd say. I would say even though sometimes I'm not a big standard fan, I would say standards is a critical format that needs to exist, be supported, be made as they make it now, but continuing to. Do and when good, it's good, yeah, it's really, it's really good. good. Uh, uh, I would say we need that. I would say we want commander. We want commander, quite possibly the perfect personification of kitchen table magic, possibly the best and healthiest format in many ways. Uh, uh, commander should exist as this thing. Everybody should have at least one commander deck. Sure. Absolutely. And then I would say modern, legacy, popper, vintage, Canadian Highlander, all this stuff. I would love to be able to say, and then there is one quote-unquote legacy format and the one legacy format is where all the old cards go and all and there's this and so what you've got well, traditionally that's what type one and type 1.5 right, right, right right what you've got is you've got we've got the new set and we're playing decks with cards from the most recent two years or whatever the, the exact timing of it is in whatever and that's standard but then what about my old cards well you've got your commander or commanders, now you've, you've got your like legacy, that, and then maybe you've got your cube, where no, you're creating I, your own draft. I hate it. I, know, yeah. I didn't think I would hate it. When you were explaining it, I, I think I would. It. You do. But yeah, but I, th I think, like House of M style, if I woke up tomorrow and the world has changed and I'm the only person you can remember, and I'm like, <laughs> right. where, where's Borden gone? Where's and, and then like, and then you whispered to me, but you always hated modern Vince. You always moaned about it. Right. Yeah, but I don't want it to go. Like, I still enjoy, because certain decks just I love just it too. I was a big modern. I so, mean, I actually think it's so funny that I'm asso I associated with Popper when I 
I, I almost, I almost want to say I'd, I, I wish I'd, I'd like to point out some of my early modern videos where I'm like, are you still not playing modern? But I think like I was a big modern advocate. But I, think I was modern, such a modern, modern supporter advocate. up until this point where we're like, can we please have the format slowed down a little bit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I think when you put it on the table like that and say, Vince, tomorrow I'm going to change the world. I'm like, actually, no, I kind of do want it still to exist. I just want it to be managed a bit better. Then maybe what we've ultimately <laughs> come to though is that. A diversity of formats is healthy for the game. 100%. That you don't just want three formats, Legacy, Standard, and Commander. That it's okay to have Legacy, Vintage, Canadian, Highlander, Popper, and yes, Modern. Australian and, Highlander. Like, sure, I like just, Australian Highlander more, too. I actually prefer it. I like the 60-card Singleton more than 100-card Singleton for those sort of 1v1 formats. So then, bringing it all the way back around, Oathbreaker, if we're going to say diversity of formats, it's good. Different styles, good. Oathbreakers meeting that criteria too of then it's okay to have this format in addition. And not every format. Tiny every leaders failed well. for inherent reasons in design. Frontier failed for inherent reasons in design. Brawl failed for inherent reasons in design. I believe Oathbreaker does not have those inherent flaws and that it's only flaws that it's not really Commander and not really Legacy and not really some of these existing formats. But if we're going to determine, you know what, it's great to have a diversity of formats, then I'd say Oathbreaker, go build Go build your deck. Yeah, if it was on Magic Online Arena tomorrow, I'd be all over it. Sure, absolutely all over it. Well, we'll play. Well, you'll you'll bust out your. Uh, uh, we'll bust out some decks this weekend. A lot of people bring an Oathbreaker up to Seattle. I'll bring a spare deck for you. I've just okay, good. Yeah, I've just started building Canadian Highlander. That's what I'm saying. I don't love you, Canadian don't Highlander. Don't build another Go deck. check it out. Go watch North 100 <laughs> yes. by Loading Ready Run. I'm very excited to play some Canadian Highlander at Seattle. This yeah, weekend, so I, I love Canadian Highlander. I love Australian Highlander. That's, that was kind of my point. It's very yeah. hard to keep up with all the formats, right? Even when like your job is to talk about Magic, I'm still like. I, uh, next week we can talk about it, playing more pauper. Right. I to push a diversity, a diversity of formats means that when one format or two gets sick, when modern maybe gets sick, when standard gets sick, that the whole game of Magic: The Gathering still goes on. Oathbreaker can add to that diversity. Uh, other formats, maybe standard plus, will add to that. But I hope Standard Plus does not fall into those pitfalls oh, that we've outlined here today. It needs a name that today. isn't Standard Plus. Oh. That name. What's the right name? Let's end with this. What's the right name for for for? Yeah, here's so like, the if Frontier post, started post Origins. Postmodern. I don't like. Uh, do I like it? I don't know. I don't post know. Modern. But like if Origins, if, if Frontier started Origins, calling it Origins would have just would have been a smart right? one. But I, I've got an idea. Here's, here's here's my pitch. Right? You know how we have like Mythic Championships no. and Mythic Invitationals no. and Mythic Rarities. No. How about we just call the new format Mythic? Mythic Mythic. Yeah. The mythic mythic. Mythic modern. Mythic modern. Mythic modern mythic. There you go. You heard it here first. If that is actually the name, I think I might just stop playing magic.